Dear listeners, are you tired of the endless cycle of fad diets and extreme measures? It's time to wake up to a better weight loss solution with Robody. As someone who's been through the ups and downs of weight loss, I know firsthand the challenge of trying to find what will stick. That's why if I qualified for Robody today, I'd jump at the chance for a scientifically backed program that supports long-term success. With Robody, you'll gain access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market, paired with personalized lifestyle changes. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Row to help them lose weight. Say goodbye to the roller coaster of weight loss dreams and hello to sustainable, real results with Robody. Go to row.co slash snoozecast. Sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash snoozecast. the snoozecast, the podcast designed to help you fall asleep. On the snoozecast, we read excerpts from public domain works as well as original stories. We'd like to thank our listeners. If you enjoy our show, please subscribe and share it with a friend. If you have a book or topic idea, please get in touch on our website, snoozecast.com. This episode is brought to you by Puppy Piles. Tonight, I'll be reading a snoozy opening to Great Expectations by Charles Dickens. Great Expectations is the 13th novel by Charles Dickens and one of his last completed novels. It depicts the personal growth and personal development of an orphan nicknamed Pip. It is Dickens' second novel after David Copperfield to be fully narrated in the first person. The novel was first published as a serial in a periodical between 1860 and 1861 and shortly thereafter was published as a novel. It's set in Kent and London in the early to mid-19th century and contains some of Dickens' most memorable scenes. Let's get cozy. Close your eyes. Relax your body into the softness of your bed. a few deep breaths.
Chapter 1 My father's family name being Pirup, and my Christian name Philip. My infant tongue could make of both names nothing longer or more explicit than Pip, so I called myself Pip and came to be called Pip. I gave Pirup as my father's family name on the authority of his tombstone and my sister, Mrs. Joe Gargery, who married the blacksmith. As I never saw my father or my mother and never saw any likeness of either of them, for their days were long before the days of photographs, my first fancies regarding what they were like were unreasonably derived from their tombstones. The shape of the letters on my father's gave me an odd idea that he was a square, stout, dark man with curly black hair. From the character and turn of the inscription, also Georgiana, wife of the above, I drew a childish conclusion that my mother was freckled and sickly. To five little stone lozenges, each about a foot and a half long, which were arranged in a neat row beside their grave, and were sacred to the memory of five little brothers of mine who gave up trying to get a living exceedingly early in that universal struggle, I am indebted for a belief I religiously entertained that they had all been born on their backs with their hands in their trouser pockets and had never taken them out in this state of existence. Ours was the marsh country, down by the river, within, as the river wound, twenty miles of the sea. My first most vivid and broad impression of the identity of things seems to me to have been gained on a memorable, raw afternoon toward evening. At such a time, I found out for certain that this bleak place overgrown with nettles was the churchyard, and that Philip Perup, late of this parish, and also Georgiana, wife of the above, were dead and buried, and that Alexander, Bartholomew, Abraham, Tobias, and Roger, infant children of the aforesaid, were also dead and buried, and that the dark, flat wilderness beyond the churchyard intersected with dikes and mounds and gates, with scattered cattle feeding on it, was the marshes, and that the low, leaden line beyond was the river, and that the distant, savage lair from which the wind was rushing was the sea, and that the small bundle of shivers, growing afraid of it all and beginning to cry, was Pip. "'Hold your noise!' cried a terrible voice, as a man started up from among the graves at the side of the church porch. Keep still, you little devil.